0: Welcome back to another issue. I'm Beastie Boy.
1: I'm Table. I'm Red.
0: And it is I, Shino Brando. And in this issue, we hitch a ride on Wanda's vision of a TV guide.
2: So this issue, we're talking about WandaVision, right? And through the actual powers of the cosmic universe, we finally got this show. This show premiered on Disney+, Plus, the first of its kind, January 5th, 2021, and wrapped up March 5th, 2021. It was directed by Matt Shakam, And it starred Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Catherine Hahn, and Kat Dennings.
1: So, I wasn't one of the people who kept up with this as it came out week by week. Though, I know most of you guys were. I, in fact, only binged it this week. So, I'm really interested to hear how the differing experiences were with the pacing. Because on (laughs) my end, I found the pacing, you know, reasonable. I... I watched all of these episodes in the space of seven days when we decided we were doing this. And yeah, we went from plot point to plot point to gimmick to gimmick fast. Efficiently enough that by the end of it, I was like, yeah, I see how this ending came about. I get it. What was it like watching it in the style it was put out in? Because this isn't Marvel's norm at all.
2: Very much not.
3: Well, yeah, right? Well, I think in the beginning, you were going into the show with mystery doll to get, you know, from the beginning. So um, that was that was already there. So, you know, for, for 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 me, it was just having to watch it unfold weekly was the thing. And, you know, coming to the finale now after everything, because I was I was like, you know, if this ending doesn't give me a payoff, this whole journey here is for was for nothing. um, and, and, you know, the finale came out and it was a finale and I can't really gripe at it. Like I said, and um, now that I now that I, it's out, uh, you know, the entire thing makes sense to me as, as the mystery unfolded. So, I, you know, like now that I appreciate it more and that the ending's out there is what I should say, What I should be saying.
2: I love the fact that this came out weekly. The fact that it, for better or worse, let audiences kind of dangle and kind of stew and what might happen, what might not happen and where plot and what characters might show up that probably never could in the first place hmm. was a level of fandom that I had not experienced in a very long time. It, there are other shows that, you know, uh, do come up weekly that were put on pause due to the backstreet boys. And this was very much a rate, a return to sitting on the couch with people and enjoying something week to week.
3: Speaking of in, in its grand setup, right? The, the sitcom, um, was a great way to, to throw you back into it was a great way to, to kind of soft sh- soft shove you into the to the MC universe right Just kind of unfold a, a mystery but a, a a setting that was kind of wholesome and very and very accessible right It's just like what's going on here you you could just kind of insert yourself and just watch it and go ahead. so um yeah man, you clever writing I, I will give it that.
1: I mean Red's point was very interesting that this is a fandom experience you haven't had in a while because yeah. It used to be, you know, back in them good old days, you'd sit down at five o'clock on Wednesdays to catch an episode of whatever show you're into, right? You'd find those primetime TV slots where the big shows were in and you'd watch that. And these days, like even before everything went to digital releases where they'd drop a season at a time and you could just watch the entire thing in a week or less than depending on your ability to sit still.
0: Did you know that 37% of you aren't subscribed to the channel on YouTube? You can help change that by hitting the subscribe button just below the video. And now back to the show.
1: With everything being movie releases or big every few months kind of drops, it really changed the face of how we experience media. So by going back to this slower drip than the full deluge, Mm -hmm. I think that really forces people to keep engaged. Because, I mean, half of the reason all of the social media crap is so constant is because people want content. They want content related to what they're interested in to keep their interests. And Marvel was capitalizing on that before the switch to all digital. And then Mm -hmm. during that switch, they kind of stalled. All of their engines were just like, wait, fuck, what do we do now? But this system this style of actually we're just gonna do a classic cable style release it forces people to be thinking about it at least once a week and more if you do your job right and i think that's really interesting that we've kind of circled back to how media used to be
3: well yeah um, I mean, they learned from their other label, right? And like on the Star Wars side, Mando, Mando learned, from, you know, not to dump a whole season out, but go bi-weekly, and it works for them. So, I mean, on this, you know, on this scope, it should work. Um, it keeps people, you know, keeps people, people interested and engaged. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, the weekly release was is a smart tactic.
2: And Definitely to kick us off, episode, yeah, mm-hmm. we started our adventure in the episode called "Film Before a Live Studio Audience," where we're set back in the black and white 50s in my personal opinion, the weakest episode. Mm, also, I suppose
3: if, you're, yeah, if you' yeah if you're going in that direction sure
2: now seeing that uh, with context and everything else uh, this had this had some setup to do. it had to establish a, it had to set a footprint on where we were going a little bit but not mm-hmm. <laughs> give away too much, which it certainly achieved. but now that we know and we have seen the finale, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, if I was going to do a rewatch, I know where I'm going to start. So on that aspect, I don't think I would ever come back to episode one and maybe the following one on a rewatch.
3: I don't know. I couldn't really skip them because it just it just sets up the atmosphere. of What's going to happen later down the road? Mm-hmm. And I mean that ta- that table scene alone should get you kind of like what's what's really going on. It, that that whole table scene deepened the mystery even more so. For me and so i don't know i can't it's like one of those things i, I can't skip you No, know?
1: first episode just had a lot to do and it had one of the least like modern tropes to work with like it was one of the most the farthest removed from how we perceive stuff these days and it had to do all of that narrative work of like what the fuck is going on or at least yeah. get you asking what the fuck was going on and it mm-hmm. just it was juggling of maybe one too many balls.
3: Mm, I don't know. But
1: tell me, Wanda doesn't look great in that dress. looking, <laughs> she didn't the eyes, yeah, cry, that.
2: <laughs> Every outfit they put her in, especially uh, starting with this one, like, oh, when she thinks that she's, you know, that it's their anniversary. And so she puts on a 50s style sort of a camisole lingerie type thing. And then Mr. Hart walks in the room and goes, vision. I'm like, oh.
0: Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Way to break the mood, buddy.
0: <laughs> it was just wrong timing.
2: This was also our first introduction into the who I think is the best character in the show, and I am very much looking forward to my my co-host agreeing or disagreeing. This is our first introduction into the character known as Agnes. Where she tries to help Wanda make some dinner and just leaves her to her own devices just absolutely in hindsight we now know that she was just fucking with her
3: (laughs) damn yeah basically i I think
2: she was just kind of having fun
1: let's be real (laughs) um
3: yeah right like i don't know she was there for her own internal reasons Mm -hmm. um she was she was fun at i know near the very end right where she started exposing herself a little bit more yeah Uh, Yeah, Agnes was a fun character until, you know, the grand throwaway.
1: Surely
2: we'll approach there.
1: (laughs) It was nice to build a cast uh, within the world, right? That it wasn't just Wanda and Vision. That like, oh no, there are people here. I mean, as the series progressed, obviously that became more and more horrifying. But at the time you're like, ah, look, a
2: full sitcom cast. There are people. And shut or well at least produced in 4 by 3 to fit a classic television.
3: Now I'll give this show for doing the Wanda origin 2.0. It it gave me it will give me and probably most of the audience what we're running for, right? Because like just throughout the Avengers movies, you don't get really you don't get much of uh Wanda or Vision. Um so I feel like those two, you know, they kind of got robbed. And this series, you know, kind of gives back to them, so I'm happy about that. Oh, you're
1: absolutely right. They got sidelined real hard i mean as a comics person when okay they're together was like brought up in the cinematic universe i wasn't super thrown off i was like yeah of course they're together but Mm -hmm. just thinking about how that must have read to someone who really didn't know you know the extended lore tm yeah or just have that extra context it was practically out of left field like It was one of those, the producers said they're together now. Shut your mouth and accept it. Kind <laughs> of yeah, right. exactly,
3: right? It just kind of is. Uh, it's, it's so weird.
1: And so, like, the fact that she was so upset about it and that the, that was a significant point in both Infinity War and Endgame that, you know, yeah. Wanda's like, don't you fucking kill Vision, don't you do it. Yeah. And then he did, and she was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that was kind of weird in the context of the movies. So yeah. this really paid Homage to their relationship and what? No, actually, it was so much more than what we got to see on screen.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's a real romance happening. There's a real love growing. It's been there. Uh, Yeah, that's what. No, I got kind of mad because, like, those last two entries, like, in you know, in the Avengers lore, you don't get much out of them. So it was, you know, it was was happy to see like a healthy relationship on screen and them being, you know, totally in love. And you know, you you know, like I said, the sitcom feel was a good feel for them. Um. And it was, you know, it was, it's a it was a great change of pace compared mm-hmm. to like just the straight up action film all the time, right? Like honestly, it's it's funny that that with a even with a Marvel property, if you if you, you know if you want to take the, I don't want to say take the pace or be tongue in cheek, but like you could turn it into a comedy if you wanted to, and it worked here. Yeah, and in fact, too, like seeing
0: um, you know Paul Bettany's like character, which was Vision, of you know being such a more like a serious or monotone kind of type character, yeah, be more comedic and just you know was more a bit fleshed out and just like. Had a little like basically had fun with it. Like it was interesting to see that uh, difference in dynamics of like his acting portrayal per se, and, and even with um...
3: So, yeah, yeah, especially with Wanda as well too. Yeah. You mean, say, they think of you have, fleshing to have out,
1: a personality. What basically
3: as yeah. <laughs> was to say like you know fleshing out we 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 started getting you know some actual characters starting from like episode three going forward right. Mm-hmm. Um, now refresh my memory. Episode three. What happened there again?
2: So episode three is when uh, Dr. Nielsen, the doctor we rarely see for the rest of the, for any other episode past this comes in on now pregnant Wanda and vision is out going to get the doctor and that's where he spends most of the episode after the doctor oh, yeah because he's, yeah. he's going on vacation mm-hmm. uh, Vision starts to see that things aren't quite right this is where Monica, or Geraldine, as she's currently known, yeah, uh, begins to become more of a mainstay in the series.
3: This was the episode with the scene where he, um, he uh, freed that his co worker's mind, right?
2: Nope, next one,
0: no, next yeah, one. Okay. it was a little bit after because, yeah, okay.
3: it shouldn't have been too early, but it was like pretty close I'm, by, okay, because I'm blending office scenes, right? I think that scene that scenes marvelous, too, even no matter how short it is, it's it's a testament doing like mm-hmm. how shows, sorry that shows pacing
2: yeah this is the mm-hmm. first episode we see that geraldine references something that didn't happen in the reality she mentions mm-hmm. the death of pietro maximov in uh, against ultron
3: right yeah
2: she breaks
1: the veil so to speak yeah
0: right and then one um... was like what the fuck
3: which is and like, then, how dare
1: you mention my trauma in my uh safety bubble? Fucking literally.
3: Yeah. <laughs> literally, and then as we you know, as we mentioned, like we watched uh something I explained like, when she got blasted out, she got I mean, well like for her to bring up Ultron was like breaking the fourth wall and then, so she was ejected out, out of four walls herself, right? Uh-huh. Um yeah. Um, you know, clever, clever, clever filmography there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was a it was fun. Um I, I'll eternally be a little bit salty that the MCU Monica gets her powers via weird magic fuck up radiation. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I we did a whole episode on characters that we love very recently and I did Monica Rambeau and it's it is important to me that characters get to have an origin that is singular to themselves unless they're intended to be tied up in a greater narrative. Mm-hmm. like x-men mm-hmm. you know are all allowed to be related because that's the point but when mm-hmm. it comes to mutates i like them to have original reasons to have their powers because mm-hmm. it helps with individuality and for the yeah. narratives or whatever so i'll yeah. eternally be a little bit salty about wanda giving monica her powers here but at the same time i'm just so fucking thrilled to see her
3: yeah I hear I'll,
1: you. I'll let it
2: slide
3: yeah well, i hear you
2: <laughs> wanda didn't give her powers Wanda sparked her. And when later on in the series, when Monica on her own volition runs in with fair warning, it's going to fuck her up, runs back into the hex to go talk to Wanda. She knows it's going to give she knows it's going to mess with her.
3: I see what you're saying. She was
2: just tortured. Yes, she did. just And she saw her own pants and her outfit and the 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 drone That was all infused with things. And she started to put it together. And then, you know, she contacted an engineer that people speculated was somebody that it never could have been. Monica did it to herself. Wanda helped, for sure. That's
1: I I still think you're missing my point of independence, per se. In that, you know, uh, I'm more interested in the division of stories than necessarily just strictly autonomy. Allow me...
3: Allow me. Red, as if as if Peter Peter's spider bite bit him, and then he goes and bites other people and they just become Spider-Man too. Oh. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not as That's it's like, not as unique. Yeah.
1: But like you're right that she has some agency in gaining her powers, and that does matter. Like it's definitely better than it could have been. I just wish it was better than it was. Yeah. Fair point. Still though. Monica's great. Um, She's there. She's one of my favorite characters as the series progresses.
2: Yes. uh, When she eventually does get her powers, it is my favorite joke that I didn't see anybody make. It was one witch, two witch, red witch, blue witch. (laughs) Didn't see anybody make it. That's my joke. Thank you.
3: That's money.
1: (laughs) Up
2: here. (laughs) Thank you. That's money. But speaking of witches, we come to find out that, hey, our... Mainstay character, everybody thought, hang on, before I jump there, everybody thought it was Dottie. And if you thought it was Dottie, I'm sorry.
3: I, but yeah, when, I, I yeah, I couldn't see that. No.
2: When Dotty didn't show up for three full episodes and Agatha was in every single one, really? Come on. <laughs> yeah,
1: some people just can't read a narrative. And mm. you know what? They should have paid more attention in high school English. I
2: don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but our purple witch of the series. Mm-hmm. who in my personal opinion has the catchiest fucking theme song in this whole shebang <laughs> it was fucking jingle. <laughs> it was agatha all along <laughs> i enjoy how agatha reveals herself to to wanda but i personally and this this was a series that i was had very hyped up for myself and Wanted to drive myself to see because not only did it start phase four, it was magic. It was the sorcerer's character that has a very rich backstory that we hadn't explored yet. And we knew that she was going to show up in a different property. So that ties her into bigger, more, dare I say, marvelous things to do with witchcraft and sorcery. And having her villain be traced back to what is an American origin of witchcraft and wizardry in the Salem Witch Trials. Yes. Ah fantastic.
1: I just really liked how the purple magic looked. Okay, talking about Marvel effects is a horse so dead that we actually have to dig it up to beat it some more. But (laughs) I think it's worth mentioning because this was a TV series, not their normal movie stuff, that, Mm -hmm. yeah, the effects looked good. I enjoyed watching their weird magic shit, and it looked entertaining and interesting the whole time, even when it was just stupid magic blasts. And I was like, ah, glow sticks. But Mm -hmm. you spilled the glow stick goo in the air and now it's hovering. But like, it was good. And I think that whatever people were working on that deserve recognition for doing that for tv length episodes rather than the standard blockbuster.
2: You heard me at the beginning say about the cast and the director, what you didn't hear me talk about was the budget and that's because this show has just finished and so the budget's not going to be available for us but through every release that was uh, made public anywhere this show had the same budget as one of their traditional movies so uh, i find it scary yeah that they can just put all this money into this nine episode epic and
3: you're you're surprised after a decade of hit movies making nothing but bank you're surprised they're able to fund good fucking cg for their show
2: it was their Come first on one now. it was the, the fact that they nailed it in one go Come on.
0: <laughs> i'm i mean but they there was kind of expectations or there was talks. Let alone when they were setting up the television versions of you know their marvel series they were kind of saying that it's going to be like it is going to be like their movies, in a sense. So, like, the funding and all that stuff would be almost the same aspect of it. It'd just be cutting down to episodes rather than two-hour movies, right? So...
2: For sure. Yeah, man. Let's talk about the two characters that get introduced uh, solely into the Hex that don't have a real-world real world counterpart. The twins. Yep. Damn boys.
3: Uh, boys. We got to talk about the cast in general. We're we're, we're missing a few who, who who played pivotal parts. Absolutely. Right? And not we only are. just... The, Right. Not only just the twins, we had the twins and I'm, I'm happy about that. And, we're, you know, they they play a important factor later on for, you know, <clears throat> post-credit scenes. But I mean, Ooh. like, let's give it up for, you know, Darcy and Jimmy Woo because, like, that's the TV show that we deserve.
2: 100%. Yes. I am in for an X-Files style Jimmy mm-hmm. Woo and Darcy going around poking at alien like magic-y stuff.
3: Dude, you is, you know, the, the Darcy and Jimmy show is a show that nobody asked for. But if you filmed it, I'm watching it anyways.
1: 200%. I, mean, okay. I got a little bit of a disclaimer that <laughs> I am sick of Darcy, theoretically speaking, because the Marvel fandom uses her as self insert character number one. Mm-hmm. So she gets put in a lot of weird places to be written explicitly just because this writer wants to fuck that character. Um <laughs> So every time I see her name, I'm immediately given horrible flashbacks to the, you know, six weeks I spent in the Marvel fandom before it was spontaneously combust or leave. And I took the path, the higher path. Um, but God. if they can give us some actual good Darcy content where she's not someone's Mary Sue self insert, I might just die. Like... <laughs> I would love to see it. And especially with Jimmy Woo, who has been practicing magic tricks to summon his card to his fucking hand because he saw Scott Lang doing it?
3: Fuck. He's been he's been play he's you know, he's been practicing sleight of hand the entire time. Um so much so that you know, that's how he got that paperclip in his hands, man.
2: It was wonderful.
3: <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Um, but I'm you know, I'm getting too far ahead. But we appreciate some Jimmy Woo. We do.
1: Jimmy Woo, if you will. <laughs> but now
3: that we've given limelight to both Jimmy Woo and Darcy, um, mm-hmm. Red.
2: So both like twins. the twins, right? Okay, so oh, shit. <laughs> right, <laughs> Billy and Tommy. So uh, those that are unaware, Wiccan, who Billy turns out to be later on in life, is my favorite Marvel character to ever exist in comic books. Hmm. The struggle that his mom goes through to get him back and his future relationships with other Marvel characters is very close to me and also very, like, inspiring. It's a fight for family. It's a. It, it's fast and furious, kind of, with no cars but magic. Weird <laughs> 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 way oh, to put man. it, but okay.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> magic for my familia. This is Westview. like Jesus.
2: When these two characters were brought into the show and we had saw that she was pregnant and then we found out in the most TV sitcom way possible that she was having twins because she gives birth to one and goes, oh my god, there's another one. I thought we were just going to get Billy. And that's fine. I know that there was twins but to see that there is going to be twins, and then they become full-fledged characters of their own with personalities and powers eventually. Beautiful. However, shocking. Hmm. Because they were created inside of the Hex, they don't have real-world counterparts to fall away to when the Hex comes down.
0: Not in this universe, but...
2: And that... That has a precedent. It, it does exist in the comics that they cease existing. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: the whole road for Wanda to get him back, like, sure. like you
2: just mentioned. Correct. That's where I hope we're going in my to me. Mm-hmm. That is what's looked... possibly, you know, thrown at us like a frying pan.
0: <laughs> Looks at like big Big <laughs>
3: It's going to happen, okay? And the Young Avengers are being born. We're seeing the steps happen. We just got to be, we got to be patient. They're happening.
2: Right? We have Speed, which is the hero name for Tommy Maximoff. We have mm-hmm. Wiccan in Billy Maximoff. We have mm-hmm. Kate Bishop coming soon in the Hawkeye show. Mm-hmm. Played by the we absolutely are... lovely Haley Steinfeld.
3: Right. We have Miss Marvel coming up. Um, right. You know, maybe still got Peter Parker swinging out there,
2: right? We also have a Loki show to get through, and it's very possible he could turn into their villain.
3: Hmm. Yet again, their villain
2: is the, is a Hi, teenage Loki. Loki?
3: And you know, some other some of your adult counterparts would be Captain Marvel, and I guess Jane Foster, Thor. You know, there's some things happening here, man.
2: There's mm-hmm. there's so much of a setup, and what I hope they do is they do a riff on Young Avengers. What I hope they don't do is they don't do A2. Mm.
3: Or
2: Avengers Next. Young (laughs) Avengers, please.
3: I think that's what we're getting. Now, if they're brave, they'll give us Hulkling.
1: Oof. I wouldn't bet (laughs) on it. Well, actually, no. They've introduced the Kree, and they've introduced the Skrulls via Captain Marvel. So... Mm. If they were to introduce Hulkling, it's not actually out of the range of possibilities that they could give him something approximating his real origin. Which would be super neat.
3: Right on. But at the same
1: time, please don't bastardize Teddy. Please.
2: Please. (laughs) There's there's a precedent set in the comic books between Wiccan and Teddy. And I have voiced my opinion on Twitter um, that Marvel has not done such a great job in representation for those of the LGBTQIA plus. As our only gay character on screen that we're aware of is actually one of the directors of the film, and how dare he! I yeah,
1: that was that was fucking unacceptable in terms of representation. It was. Just... I
2: have low hope that those characters will get together and be romantic partners. It is. If it's out of the question for them to hold hands and like brace each other as more than you know, uh, comrades per se, I think that's more along the lines of what we will get for a, for a mass audience, global audience. But to see these two characters kiss, possibly, I I doubt it. Where do we land? Ooh, on the yeah,
3: finale? let's just yeah, let's just jump into that right because after all that build up. Right. Um, you know what we did skim we did skim over uh Pietro. Yeah, we kinda just like missed uh, that yes. train. Yes.
2: Uh we like, let's let's incorporate it together, shall we? Mm, so okay. having the reveal of Evan Peters Quicksilver or Evan Peters I should say this this, Evan Peters as a Quicksilver. There you go. Mm-hmm. Show up when Wanda needs him most set the internet on fire
3: <laughs> it did <laughs> it left me like um
0: <laughs> i think it's safe to say out of like you know all of all of us watching like you know or knowing per se of like the previous movies we were all kind of shocked of the um uh, alternate version of uh, uh quicksilver so Yeah, that happening. That was a big what? And then, yeah, man. (laughs) Pretty sure most of the internet was like, again, as per se, on fire. trying to understand
2: what does this mean? Is it mutants? Is it Mephisto? Is Dottie Mephisto? Is the bunny Mephisto? Am I Mephisto?
0: (laughs) Is it Agatha all along? We'll find out next
3: time. Anyways, Scarlet Witch Z. Listen, I wanted, I wanted X Men to exist. Um, I just knew it wasn't gonna happen, but it was good seeing them play up on that a whole lot. Mm Right, um, I think know? someone other theorizes like showing off, like you know, you know, it was kind of like the good old stuff, but we're gonna give you something, a bit you know, a bit better later on. You know? yeah. So as far as as far as Quicksilver's go, this was a nice little you know nod in that direction.
1: Do you know how many times I saw that uh, "Sweet Dreams" TM scene from the X Men movie
2: <laughs>
1: on my social media feeds following <laughs> that fucker showing up?
0: probably one too many
1: so many i wasn't watching the show at this point and i knew he
2: was there (laughs) (laughs) but Um, it was nice to see him it was was good to see him yeah here's my so it's nice to see him right and Mm -hmm. the reason it lit the the world on fire was because evan peters played the quicksilver in the x-men movies and what we wanted or what a lot of people wanted i should say and expected was that to be integral in some sort of multiverse because we knew that Wanda's next movie she was going to be in was Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness.
3: It was good to find out who Ralph was. That I think I kept mentioning anyways. Sorry. I you? At a time. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? She's talking about Ralph. We found out dick it's dick Ralph Boner. <laughs>
1: he was a dick joke. <sighs> So no no please. I'm not the only one feeling burned by that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I'll say for my opinion, real quick, I was kind of really caught off guard once they revealed that name reveal and I was like, Who the hell are you then? Damn.
3: You know, I was like when they when they said the name out loud, when Monica said it out loud, I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm I'm hoping that he corrects her and says, No, it's it's, it's pronounced Bonner. But yeah. no, he giggles and I'm like, oh, man, oh, the man's last name really is boner. That's
0: yeah <laughs> Like uh, yes. really, Loki but... Sieg like setting up for it too, and that's I, I was like, ah shit.
2: <laughs> if I may, in character, mm-hmm. the character that we knew or that Ralph was playing in that scene with Monica, there was no way that man was gonna look at that lady and go, Yeah, it's Bonner actually. That dude was gonna play <laughs> up a boner joke until the fucking cows came home. <laughs> oh absolutely.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean he is just a dick joke.
2: Yeah, but it's a shit show. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> the
1: the directors released a statement that they felt that a lot of people are going to be disappointed by the finale in comparison to fan theories. It's just important not to disrespect your fans. I feel, though, at the same time, no creator should ever have to apologize for telling the story they set out to, because you know they have the right to to do what they want. They're giving they're producing the media, obviously. But at the same it. time, sometimes you got to go, you should have just made better. You should have just written a better story. Sorry.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm, you know, again, I don't know. I don't know because like Marvel's got a wide, wide storyboard. So I don't know. They may have to be restricted to like what they can and can't tell in the story. So you're getting what you're getting because sure. they're the within rules of MCU stuff. So um, for, you know, for what it is, I, you know, I can't complain.
2: And the more I, oh, I yeah. think about uh, Pietro's inclusion, but not Pietro is Mm -hmm. very similar you can draw some parallels to that of uh oh somebody's gonna correct me with his real name but childish gambino
3: oh Oh, danny glover
2: thank you showing up in the spider-man movie and is related to miles morales where he is the most obvious fan cast and was at the time for miles morales you took something that the fans Wanted, for sure. And you put him as close to that character as you could possibly could without bridging a line. You... Fan service.
3: It's, it's a nod, right. yeah. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. So, nice to see him, but fuck him.
3: Oh, no, Boner. <laughs>
2: Ripped to Ralph.
3: Ripped to Boner.
2: <laughs> so, that brings us to, fully, the finale. Self-titled, and, the series finale.
3: <laughs> so, AKA kind of going into this, everybody. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry. Go, so, kind of going into the season finale, uh, or yeah, of that per se episode. Um, first of all, I would like to say, fuck Hayward. He's a <laughs> bitch. I hated him when I knew things were getting sus, and I just
2: people thought yeah. he was Mephisto.
3: Nah, nah.
1: Nah. nah, we weren't gonna get anything that satisfying. Don't kid
2: yourself. Nah,
3: man. Yeah. I was like, just, I, I just hate him. Yeah, he's just military bad guy, <laughs> whatever. He's just there to be the bad guy.
2: He could be military bag. Bag. bad guy, <laughs>
3: <laughs> military <sighs> villain, man. Who cares? Yeah, I just they were you, at the end of the whole thing. I knew I'm like, you're, he's gonna get caught. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. He gave you what we. he gave us what we needed a built vision. There, yeah, true. Just the excuse that he was, was going to get arrested in the end of the whole thing. He's going to get caught or something. He was going to die and get arrested or something else. It was mm-hmm. going to
2: happen. Oh, for sure. Uh, Marvel has this weird thing with their villains that if you show up for a majority of the property, get ready to not have to not go anywhere.
3: Yeah, you're gone. to be man.
2: put on ice. And I guess we'll thaw you out. Maybe. Probably not.
3: Maybe. Yeah, he's Got Marvel has you?
1: one of those, like, in case we ever figure out how to resurrect people from being cryogenically frozen. Like freezers where they mm. just stick all of their villains after they use them once.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, we're never yeah. getting Hayward again, man. He was just inserted for villain of the week, mm-hmm. weeks, I should say. That's about it, man. I can't see this guy be like, oh, I need to get revenge on Wanda. What, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's Wanda. Like, what are you gonna do?
1: She has literal like magic. <sighs> what are they gonna do? Completely absurd degrees, bro. What you gonna yeah. do?
3: What are you gonna do? What's Hydra gonna do? team up with aim what are they gonna do nothing <clears throat> it's Wanda, man yeah. better doomed, man so like the hayward gone that's gone However, the
2: who is also put back in her toy box is agatha yeah let me be the first to say the biggest criticism with a lot of the marvel movies is we have a character that is very the negative version of our hero ish and then we put them somewhere else and then they make some character development marvel is so attached to the idea of having their main hero versus an antagonist that is so like them but not (laughs) they did it in this series
3: want to give a track record
2: (laughs) it's so many. yeah Obadiah right. Stain, let's start with Iron Man 1.
3: Let's say, Iron Man and Iron Monger. Let's go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, American Red Skull. Let's go. <laughs> I also, think who else can we bring uh, up? Vision and,
2: Jar- or Vision and Ultron.
3: Vision and Ultron, right? Yeah. Hulk mm-hmm. Abomination. It's, it's...
2: Ant Man and T'Challa,
3: Right? T'Challa, Eric Killmonger. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think the big thing is the point of one of those fights is you know to set up this other character as their foil to you know illustrate in your protagonist their own weaknesses their own dark sides and have them both literally and metaphorically kick their own ass but mm-hmm. marvel's not doing that they're cheaping out on really Anymore. figuring out anything interesting i yeah obadiah stane was a matter of like parallels and foiling, everyone after that, it's up for debate. Killmonger was actually deliberately not a foil in the traditional sense and was instead a very clear contrast. So his that one stands up as well. I'll let it slide. But in general, it's a lazy move. And they did a lot of kind of lazy or just habitual Marvel moves with Agatha. Like another thing that they did was... So, let's all be clear. Um, Wanda did some shitty stuff in this series. She mind-controlled and tortured an entire town for an extended period of time. That is what we call bad. That's bad. Now, the only people to call her out were kind of sword, but like in a weird way, and also using weapons. And then Agatha, who directly said, heroes don't torture people. Now... There can be some merit to having your villain call out your hero because, you know, it means, oh, they have a point. Ah, they're not just crazy evil TM. But what it generally does is it invalidates those arguments because it presents the villain as so wrong in all these other aspects. I mean, fuck, Agatha literally killed a dog. Like, mm-hmm. you expect me to take anything she says seriously after that? And she killed no. Sparky,
2: too. <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So by having that criticism come from Agatha, it means no one else can make that criticism and actually make Wanda face the consequences of her own actions, which is she hurt a lot of people. And that I'm not a big fan of.
3: Yeah, well, you know, the whole theme of this show was grief and getting over it and the missteps you take in between, right? Of of cheap, um, you know, cheap Band-Aids, you know, the cheap Band-Aid effect. Rather than just going through the whole therapy um, yeah. and you know she had she had a she had a she had to live up to that right she she did she went there out of grief. she had a moment of grief and in that grief she chose a very selfish um you know selfish cheap uh, therapy right there. she took the band-aid effect, right just patch it up. it's gonna be okay, whatever it doesn't matter if you ignore it, it should be fine. Um, so yeah, I mean I can I can I, I can understand grief is a grief is a you know a fucked thing that makes you do some fucked up things um here she did it right here she did it um and at the end of it you can see you know she's remorseful for it right and she walks away with her head down not making any eye contact because she does feel ashamed of like I hurt people and you know people in you know in this world here and they look to me with trust because I was on a part of a team that you know takes care of the world and so I just did this to them so like your place right now not really good standing and I can understand man like grief is a hell of a thing
2: and yeah. to her own merit, I think more explicit remorse rather than mm-hmm. just being ashamed. To her yeah. own merit, she does decide that, you know what, being around people, not for me. I'm going to self isolate right. myself in the woods by myself yeah. and instead put the energy that was grief and torture and now sadness for not only losing her husband, but her two children into mm-hmm. this craft that I have now been introduced to.
3: It's Not it's just a craft, a quest as well, right? She's not just looking at it just to learn; she's looking at it to save some lives. So,
2: right.
3: um, she's got a bigger. She knows she's got a bigger thing for her now. She's got more purpose, in which which is I think what what Wanda really needed all this time. We gave her we gave her nothing but a love interest that was taken away, and after that, like it's kind of it's kind of shitty to have her only identify with that.
1: Well, that's the thing. She went from revenge quest, which, given the context of the Marvel universe, was super fucking justified, mm-hmm. to. Actually, I just have a love interest TM. And oh no, my love interest TM is dead. Frowny face emoji.
2: And, and then anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Angry emoji. So it it's nice that, you know, she's now been set up to have that sort of autonomy where she can both go pursue her own interests in a meaningful way now.
3: No saying, like Wanda Origin
2: 2.0. Exactly. Um, I want to draw special attention to the book that wanda is reading at the very end that book is mm. called the dark hold and mm-hmm. a lot of people online are reading that as oh hey that book was also in agents of shield mm-hmm. does that mean agents of shield starts to become more and more canon the more we let things in
3: i mean it no. does it not i mean whatever like like I'm, i don't i don't understand that because like agent colson so like Is it not connected? Because I don't get that.
2: To elaborate, after Avengers 1, in my personal headcanon, the way I've sort of split it up, is after Avengers 1, two things happen. One, the next movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe happens. Two, in a separate place, you have everything else. You've got Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, for better or for worse, and Defenders. Because the only thing that they mention that is integral to any of their plots is the battle in New York
3: yeah I think that's the idea like I think like it was supposed to be
2: adjacent
3: yeah it's supposed to be a separate thing but I mean it's it's still it still recognizes everything that happened that happens in the MCU including including shield falling uh, in winter soldier from what I'm mm-hmm. seeing here so like it, it's it, it is in universe
2: but circling back uh, the last thing that we see in the one division show or here I should say, is the call of two twin boys calling out for their mom while she's studying the Darkhold. In a very, like, the the stance that she takes is very similar to, to that of Doctor Strange when he's looking through the uh, five million and one universes. It's very similar. And also when he is in these, um, when he is studying to become Sorcerer Supreme, it's a very similar thing where she is also astral projecting that she can enjoy her tea and also study
3: uh someone had shared that that book should be with doctor strange right now there's a part in like the uh um sanctum that like there's a there's a book there's a missing book that should be there that should be that, that might be that book and that she has right now I mean, like in, in his sanctum Sanctorum? Like or sanctum
2: steal yeah. it, like it's Wanda. well we know that she didn't see it, steal it from the sanctum sanctorum because she got it from agatha because she's back to being agnes permanently
3: yeah because i think the part they're they're showing was like i think when he was when he first got there um because he he wore he was wearing white at one point right like like some like just robes right yeah
0: so you're talking about yeah that one okay i thought you were talking about a different scene scenario and i was like wait
3: no no it was that one where where he's walking with wong right and then Mm -hmm. when in that scene there's a there's a book that's missing
0: yeah, people have mentioned about that in the different theories. Um, yeah, and also kept on going back to that. So
2: to tie it more into Doctor Strange, Agatha Harkness, when she is that personality, roughly says, "You've got more power than the Sorcerer Supreme."
3: Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh,
2: you're just gonna name drop like that. Good, because we know that's where she's next showing up. And if there is yeah. that big of a problem that we're facing, a multiversal threat that we need to pull Agatha back because they make mention of yeah if we need you i know where to find you yep and that's oh, a really and that's a really weird line to tell who is basically your antagonizer here the entire series
3: what are we getting her back man
2: i bet you they're going to they're it.
3: Gonna turn you they're going to turn it into mentor status afterwards mm mm-hmm. mhm
2: or she's gonna be locked up in the Sanctum Sanctorum. Either way, I'm fine. with
3: Oh yeah, I'm cool with that too. Tell
2: me, she wouldn't tear that thing brick by brick? She'd try. <laughs> she certainly would try. But then my guy, the Sorcerer Supreme, is gonna pull out the arms of Sycorax again and hold her in place.
3: Man, I'm, I'm I'm even I don't even think he needs to do anything. I think the house will just do take care of itself.
2: In fact, it is uh, in the comics, the Sanctum Sanctorum is sentient a little bit. Yeah.
3: It will just do its own thing.
2: What do we hope from more of the characters that we saw?
3: Um, or I'd say. like
0: to interject and and saying of like, uh, where the hell the other or the real vision went. Cause uh, our boy literally kind of did for the rest of the episode. <laughs> if, cause I, I know we're not skating by that, but like that boy was there. He got his memories brought back by the, I guess, remaining of the stone of, I guess, Wanda's memories per se. Yeah. A yeah. vision, and, and was rebooted. So
1: yeah, he, he. just he called it a fucking day and left.
0: <laughs> He's like, oh, I am the real vision.
2: My guy went out <laughs> for a pack of smokes and never came back. Came
1: back, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, like you don't understand how confused I was because I was like, oh, like the the way the episode was closing, it's like so basically, obviously the hex is now closing back in. Wanda is, you know, bringing stuff back to normal and all that stuff for the audience that hasn't seen it. But nonetheless, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, Vision's going to disappear. So are we getting the real Vision? Uh, is is he showing? And <laughs> they don't even show him at all. He's just like, they showed the end credit scenes and it's like, so where the fuck did he go? <laughs> like, so, honestly, I, thought-
3: I thought he was coming back to like, you know, hey, Wanda, you know, let's get out of here. And like, maybe they can start rebuilding from that point, right? Like, like mm. at least, at least, like, just have the companionship, and like, they can, like, grow together again or something, right? But no, my man, man, just really, just fucked off.
2: So I thought he was gonna fuse like, with the. Like, I gotta go think
1: about your war crimes for a bit. See you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All jokes aside, I probably can think of the real reason that that vision left, and it is because one vision was Wanda's plaything for a while, and the other one was creative out of Hayward's. A wanting of a weapon so he fled as to no longer be controlled anymore
3: true enough yeah, that's
1: totally fair
3: i like that
0: I, Actually, honestly, I gotta go i was just like um i was hoping for them to like possibly fuse back like in the comics you know yeah, or fuse mind, in some sort of way yeah my mind went there too
2: yeah so not like the only one
0: right and i was like and like as we as we all just mentioned like this man really said Man, I gotta go grab some milk. I gotta be right back. Never came back. <laughs> what?
1: I'm just gonna go pick up the kids from school. Oh, the kids don't exist anymore. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: the like, hey, kids man. are at home, though. Yeah, but the other kids, we don't like, have any other.
3: He's like, let's not fight. You have amnesia. Let me just touch your forehead. There you go. No more amnesia. And <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. I remember fucking everything. Later. I know who I am. To break up. <laughs> Please, shit. I'm just going to put it out there that it's rough that Wanda has to watch her bow die for the third time
2: that's so rough. Hey. That's rough at least at least when that departure happens
3: mm-hmm.
2: you could call it both ways consensual
3: enclosure right she can actually yeah. say bye this time
2: yeah like I, uh,
3: do like, I do like the illusion of her in an isolated cabin becoming more powerful Gave me inklings of like you know a Bruce Banner hiding out there, I'm like oh no, now I can control the Hulk. Get it? You know, I, mean? oh my god, that makes yeah, holy
0: shit! I was like feeling that kind of vibe too, and I was like,
3: mm. kind
1: of Hulkish, like
3: that's how that's what I felt. As Soon as I saw that scene, I was like, I'm like, that's that's very that's very Hulk like. Hmm.
1: Sweat pants.
2: Sweat pants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she was comfy. Okay.
2: At the right. very top of her tiara. If you look closely, it's on screen right now. But you can see what very much looks like Magneto's M of his, of his, um... And let me tell you, although the M could be, you know, Magneto and could be an homage just for us, you know what I think it is? Mm. I think the M is for Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off.
3: The M is for Mom of the Year, okay? Don't yo,
2: hey, yo, <laughs> Oh,
0: man. No, the M is for Maximoff. Come on, guys. Get it together. Ooh. Slick. Slick. Branding, <laughs> I like branding, it. Branding. Branding. <laughs> right Maximoff TM. Like
2: <laughs> So.
3: Yeah. Um Outfit looks dope. I do like the addition of the cape with uh, uh hood. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, it's yeah. a nice touch.
2: Yeah. Cape, hood, combo. Cape, hood, yeah. combo.
3: No, wait. wait. Where, it's not, where it's not just on the costume permanently, it's actually optional. Badass. Mm. Like
2: her husband had. Yeah. Mm. Do we have favorite episodes? Um. Hmm. You
3: know what? There was a very good run. I can't say I had a favorite. I did like the whole build up after. You know, after seeing, after witnessing everything, now I can actually appreciate the show as a whole.
1: I'm just thrilled we now have official MC rules for her powers, so it can stop mm-hmm. being generic psychic glowy shit. And we can mm-hmm. really get into what the Scarlet Witch can do.
0: I'll honestly give it to episode, uh, I, I believe it's eight and nine. Whereas like, because eight was the setup for, or not set up, but like, I guess the backstory for Wanda, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, I honestly, because I'd like that episode just so then you can understand, like, yes, yeah, so it was kind of like a slow paced kind of situation. But it was, I think, in understanding of like the MCU lore of per se the the character you can understand of like you could see you get to see Wanda as a kid, what her family was like and obviously with her brother and like what the situation was with the um the Stark uh I believe was it Missile? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And yeah. you get to see that intro of that and then you see obviously how what was happening behind the scenes of like how she actually what was the cause of her powers, how she became um introduced with the stone. And then going on from that, of, like, how everything built up, what was, you know, happening for the trauma and what was so bottled up and what was going on in her mind. And I think that was, like, really good. Um, I think it was a necessary and good, like, slow-paced episode for people to understand, oh, this is what was happening. This is why she has so much going on in her head. And this is why she's so, you know, like, pissed Mm -hmm. off with everything. And then, obviously, episode nine, as it was, with everything concluding, but, you know, just understanding, Hayward is a dick
2: lastly my favorite episode when the twins are born they were pretty <laughs> babies
3: for me wandavision was getting over the grief we, we mm. are, we're now this is this is the one that anchors to that whole thing and where these are you know monica was the one who's punished because she wasn't there because she snapped out she wasn't there for, Mar- for, for maria and then you know vision was you know killed twice even yeah, so for weird. me i think that we're, we were now dealing with all that grief from from the last you know the from Infinity War and Endgame, and now now that we can see that people are healing, we don't have to go back to that anymore. It's that's mm. done. That's all done.
2: Understandable.
1: Give it one case study of you know what is grief like for these people in this world, and now we'll carry on with our normal yeah bang, bam, quippy bullshit.
3: I mean, there's no point in going looking for like a like. There's no point in trying to direct us towards a new evil if you keep reflecting on what the past evil just did. Like we we know we were there, and now people mm-hmm. are getting over it. So, what else is there now? No, totally fair.
2: But hey, next up, Falcon Winter Soldier. And so with that, look towards the future, Beastie.
0: <laughs> well, I guess since the WandaVision series is now done, mm-hmm. and we'll be waiting for the next, uh, you know, sorcery the story. Yeah. Yes, or even per se the next captain to be mm-hmm. showing on the screen. Mm-hmm. You can you can discuss some more theories or possible movies that will come up on us. Our socials are at Crusade Nerd for Twitter and Instagram at Nerd Crusade. And we also upload every Wednesday to YouTube and you can download any previous episodes or listen on your mobile device through the anchor.fm website or wherever podcasts are found by searching Nerd Crusade.
3: And like every good TV show, that's to be continued.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you like this video, go ahead and button mash a thumbs up. If you want to swing by when we have a new video, web up the sub button. Oh, and while you're at it, hit the bell to be notified. Bye.